I'm Emanuela and you're listening to Safe Spaces. Hello, I'm Rosa and you're listening to Safe Spaces. Hello, I'm Victor and you're listening to Safe Spaces. Hello, I'm Miriam and you're listening to Safe Spaces. Safe Spaces. This is Safe Spaces. So it's episode two of Safe Spaces. I was hoping to have a different guest this time, but you know, teething issues, and I got a cancellation last minute. But not to worry, the show will go on. The show must go on. So Claire will be speaking with me today, but this time in reverse. It's a little more about me and you know my journey here. I will, however, hopefully have. One of the doctors on the podcast sometime soon. I've already dropped hints and it looks good. Other than that, I'm still hoping I can get former clients, one of the former clients uh, while I was a client at the center to speak with us on the podcast, just giving it time to simmer. So let's get on with it. Episode two, Safe Spaces. I'm always happy to receive your feedback. Please leave a voice note or text message, whatever it is you can. Uh, let me know what you think about the show and leave any contributions you might have. All right, on with it. Safe Spaces, Episode 2. Hello? Hello. Oh, hi. So how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. What's your day like? Today? Or now? I mean, generally, what's your day like? How do you spend your day? Oh, my t- typically, what's my day like? Yeah, typically, what's your day like? Uh, well, I'm tempted to say not two days are the same, but then some things are... No, but then some things are uh, constant. Very constant, exactly. Okay, exactly. so I'll try to paint a picture. I wake up in the morning... At about six, mm-hmm. I we we say general prayers. At about okay. seven, mm-hmm. I have breakfast between eight and depending on the day ten. between between eight and ten exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I have my meds sometimes as soon as I have breakfast. So usually I try to have breakfast early as I can. Um, okay. Let's see. So after that, lately, like lately, lately, in the last two mm-hmm. three weeks. I've been working mm. on, like you know, I've been working on setting up the podcast. So I thought yeah. that time flies when I start editing things and, and trying to produce stuff out of the sounds I have. So that's yeah. taken up a lot of my time. I'm very happy about um, that. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay, um, right? I think you're doing something and then people are, people are listening. Have you, have you gotten any reports? Yeah, so the responses so far from my colleagues, yeah. you know, I used to work for radio, so from my colleagues, okay. yeah, um, okay. I, even before they listen, even before they listen, yeah. what I get is that, ah, it's you now, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, that's not yeah, what I'm looking like, for, that's good. not what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's good actually. So, well, so what I'm really, yeah. what I'm really, really hoping is that I'll get more reviews on the actual site, which is Anchor or wherever. Okay. That I'll get okay, more okay. reviews, like voice notes and and you know text, telling okay, me what okay. people think uh, about okay. the podcast so far. Yeah, yeah. In fairness okay. to people who are listening. Sorry, exactly. go on. Exactly, people are listening fresh, you know. Don't exactly, have people, yeah, out of the blue listeners. Yeah. Yeah, Especially. Especially, okay. Yeah, but then I also oh. don't mind reviews from friends and family. I mean, just pretty much oh, anybody who, yeah. who listens. Anybody. I'd be more than happy to get feedback. Okay, but what was the drive? What pushed you to in the first place? And when you told me that you wanted to do it, I was wondering, like, what, what was the drive for you? So you didn't you even know, and you were you were willing to get good. Well, I was. <laughs> you just trusted me, like you must have a lot of faith in me. I trust. I trusted you. Okay. But you know, I wanted to know actually. So it's a lot of things. I don't think it's any one thing in particular. Um, so I learned to do. I learned to produce for radio while I worked. You know, I worked. In, like I said, I worked for radio. Yeah. Roughly yeah. ten years. 
Um, it's something I learned not because I just wanted to learn. It's something I learned because I had to learn. It's one of those things that just makes your life easier. You don't have to run around, you know, begging people to get your work done. So I learned the mm. basics and I realized, no, oh, I, I actually like this. I, I'm an audio person. So, um, mm. so since I left, since I left Radio Lagos Abuja and came back home to just, I've had less, mm. I've had lesser need for production to do it myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. It would have been helpful okay. if I did, but I, I wasn't in the state of mind or didn't have the energy to do it. But now with the COVID times and all whatnot and people paying more yeah. attention to stuff online, it, it oh, seems no, like the no. perfect time. I've also always said to my friends and my family, mm. well, to some of my family, that, you know, podcasting mm. is something I think I would enjoy. So here we are. Mm. Yeah. And it's of course, cool. somebody said to me, Madam, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Honestly. Yeah. That's, well, <laughs> some of us do get that, you know, just do it. Just start. But we don't yeah. usually have that courage to. So I. Why though? I'll give you, I'll give you. That's what I'm, uh, you know. So, so what is it that you enjoy doing? I, I enjoy teaching a lot. Well, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy doing research. I enjoy learning. I enjoy garnering information. Huh. Basically. Which that, is, which is perfect. That's what you're doing now with your little girl, yeah. isn't it? Yes, yeah, that's what so I'm So she's doing your scapegoat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, sort, sort of. <laughs> sort of, in so many ways. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I like, I like toys. I like, you know, having a doll a lot. I like dolls. Yeah. You know, so seeing her now, I'm like, my God, <laughs> you've given me a, a, a live, live doll. doll. <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible. That's, that's one way to look at it, but I'm sure somebody is shaking their heads and saying, oh my God. Absolutely. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, shoot. So, um, yeah. I'm actually doing things and I'm seeing the effects of it, you know, the corrections. I'm also correcting myself. I'm learning, yeah. you know, from the process. So it's all very, that, that's what I love to do. And um, her coming actually has given me the opportunity to to actually start. So, yes, I, I was able to, to practice. just start. Just that, just like you. So. You didn't have a choice in the yeah. matter, did you? I did. I didn't have a, I, so I didn't exactly. have a choice. That's different. <laughs> That's the difference, exactly. Also, I just like to talk okay. a lot, uh, or so I'm told. Yeah. So you might as well put it to some positive use or some, you know, some productive use. But the good thing about your talking is that you make sense. That's, you that's what you people say when you want to make, make me feel better and scold me. I hear you. No, 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 no. Well, I am not just saying it to make you feel better. I feel like you make sense. Like, you talk out of information that you have that, you know, that is verifiable. You know, I, I, I try to. I've learned the hard way that, you know, yeah. it's best. Yeah. The information is verifiable and they are real, so. Trust yeah. me, I've had my um, down times as well. Yeah, I, I I can imagine. Yeah. So yeah, speaking of downtime, your downtimes were did you experience that walking or just generally you've had um to feel bad that you talk too much or has there ever been a time when you're talking too much has caused you any problems? Um, <laughs> Okay, so let me just paint a picture for you and you try to deduce. Um, I talk a lot and when I have a drink, tendency mm. is I will talk 10 times as much, maybe. Okay. I'm very bubbly and energetic. Before, of course, you hit the peak and you start to, you know, regress and then you start going backwards yeah. and you, you calm down in a nasty way. Mm. Yeah. Okay, now, talking about drinking because yes we all have at least you and I between you and I we have we have issues with addiction or yeah my god grace we had issues with addiction fingers so, crossed yeah so yours was um, um alcohol yeah alcohol don't be yeah. afraid to say it started just you know socially or what started just for you what, what, hmm. how did it start Okay, so because I get that question a lot, when the one time when I had to like answer, think about an answer and try to answer properly was talking to mm -hmm. the doctor and...
Hello, it's Melda, and you are listening to Safe Spaces. Hello, it's Melda, and you are listening to Safe Spaces. Here's here's the when I when I think about it and try to follow follow it chronologically. Um, I remember being a teenager, like early teens, talking about like thirteen, fourteen. Um, mm. Alcohol was not something that was in my face a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember my parents having parties or having friends over, mm-hmm. and you know, I remember I remember mm-hmm. little bottles of things that we were not allowed to drink. I, I remember mm-hmm. that. Um, ooh, somebody, somebody's energetic today. Exactly, she has left her Cinderella. Cinderella is not interesting her anymore. It's not interesting her anymore. It has now become boring. Uh-huh. She's she's wondering what you're up to. Uh-huh. Yeah. So long as she'll be quiet, I think we can still do this. I don't think it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think we can. Okay. So I was trying to explain. Um, when I think about it, it went from that stage in my life where alcohol was just that thing that we weren't permitted to have. It was something that, you know, every now and again I would see in the house. My mom would have mm. very little... My dad, mm. I, I can count on one hand the number of times I've seen him have anything alcoholic. Mm. So, into yeah. fast forward into further teen years, like 16, 17, mm. 18. Um, mm. I remember, was it my 16th birthday? No, it was my 18th birthday when I was, okay. quote unquote, legally allowed to drink. And I went out with oh. a friend, a friend I'd known for a long time. And, and he let me have, and he let me have alcohol. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what it felt like because it wasn't very dramatic. I don't think I had that much or, you know, it was just still yeah. within the limits of, oh, okay, I feel a little light. Um, no more. But it wasn't yeah. so bad that anybody would panic or notice that anything was wrong. Okay. Forward yet. Because pretty just okay. It was like any, you know, like any normal yeah. person just wanting to have like a little bit. Normal. Yeah. Okay. Yes. okay. But fast forward again to mm-hmm. university. Okay. I went to the university and um, cut a long story short, I think that was the period when I, at some point during my university years, I got into the habit of consistently having a drink every day, you know, so it became consistent, okay. it became normal, it, it became okay. a normal thing to have a you drink. You were buying for yourself, it's not like... Um, I was, I, when I, well, first of all, it was people, well, first of all, it was people around me buying for me. Then, okay. of course, it was me sometimes buying for them. Yeah, then, yeah. exactly. <laughs> then before I knew what was hap- happening, we got to the point where people were even hoarding drinks and hoarding drink money. Um, <laughs> and, uh, wait, yeah, yeah. But then at some point, it just became, it just became normal that a day couldn't go by without having drinks. Um, that, that in itself is a totally, totally different story and it could take forever so yeah. I'll say yes by, by the time I got to university I, I yeah. got into the oh, habit of yeah. consistently drinking okay that said fast forward mm. again to me graduating because just before I graduated uh, for mm. about a year I wasn't mm. I wasn't drinking as much I, I had work to do I had to graduate I had a lot to catch up on mm. a long story yeah. um, mm. so I, I graduated and then into the workforce, labor force. So let's see. Yeah. At first, yes, it was slightly manageable. Yeah. I got my first. I got my mm-hmm. first job as a nanny. Believe it or not, that was the first thing I did okay. because I served with. Ooh. Are you there? I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Why are you not you surprised? Like someone that will be very sweet with kids anyway. Hey, trust me, I burned yeah. out too. But but the thing was that I had served with a mortgage bank and and I knew I knew before that that banks were the last place I wanted to be wanted to work but but that's almost one year of work you know serving with a bank convinced me even Mm -hmm. more that a bank was the last place I wanted to end up yes so when they offered us Mm -hmm. jobs after our service year I Mm, I kindly, yeah, exactly. I respectfully (laughs) declined, and (laughs) at some point, um, well, somebody who who 
one of the people who run the bank said, okay, mm. so what's your plan? What do you plan to do? You know, you have to start earning money. And I said, well, honestly, mm. I, I really don't know yet, but I'm sure something will come up. And mm. she says to me, um, okay, well, I have three kids. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. She's like, well, if you're willing to, you know, she, she calls, she calls it being a, go she calls it a governess. If you'll be their governess. Yeah. And that's a nice way of saying nanny. Um, yeah, yeah. Nanny with, with a little yeah, extra. Nanny. Mm. Yeah. So she says, if you'll be their yeah. governess, I'm, I'll be more than happy to pay you exactly what wow. you would have earned if you had accepted oh, to work for my the bank. Goodness, I see that's mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so, so that's how, how long I, were you before? Sorry? At the nanny. So how, how long did you work as a nanny? A couple mm. of months. It was it was a couple okay. of months. It was during okay. that period that um, you know one thing led to the other, and I met the person who uh, okay. sort of introduced me to radio. So radio. he rest her soul. Okay. 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 Yeah. So, but here's the thing. So okay. while I was taking care of the kids, mm -hmm. we're talking about alcohol. So while I was taking care of the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, there are times when you really, really, really feel burned out, <laughs> right? Mm. And you really just want to yeah. drink. So me, I, I always mm. look forward to being done with, you know, being around you, them and yeah, running around them home. and screaming and, and going home. Mm. And one of the mm. things I really always wanted was a drink. Mm. Um, so, I, so, of course, at that point, I knew, okay, this thing, this consistency in drinking yeah. seems to be coming back. Yeah. No, but everything yeah. was fine. We never had never had any problems during the period. We, I think I was too busy mm. probably even to be thinking about. Yeah. So forward yet again. Mm -hmm. Forward yet again to my next job, which of course was radio. Um, I worked in Abuja, and mm. it was fine. Everything was everything was gravy for two years. No problems. I was happy as could be. Everything was fine, and then I had mm. to move. To Lagos for another two years, then things mm -hmm. got a little tricky. Um, but oh, I'll, I'll be when fair. you went to Lagos, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'll, but okay. I'll be fair enough to say that it wasn't totally just about work. There were other things on my mind by the time I left for Lagos. So, okay. you know, mentally and emotionally, I wasn't oh, exactly in the best it. state of mind. By the time I got to Lagos, there was a, okay. a lot of pressure because we were doing something new. So with all okay. of that, and um, by the way, uh, Lagos is well it's not the time where you wake up and say oh i want to drive around um or i want mm -hmm. to just pop to the mainland to see my sister or no it didn't work like that so okay. i was yeah. on the island with this one yeah. friend i'd made um yeah. and i'm just working all the time as fate would have it she likes her drinks as well so you can imagine <laughs> how that you can imagine how that went Oh, it was, so it was okay. for me. For me, it was a good way to. It seemed like a good way to cope. Good way to at the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And at this point, you had, you know, started, for example, getting the, uh, you know, you have been, um, getting what? You've gotten to that point where you've gotten to that point where you overdrank or you know, oh, were yeah. you still in control apart mm. from the consistent. Okay. So at any point, you know, for us, it's overdose. You know, mm, there was a time yeah. when I actually overdosed and then, you know, I I just slumped on the floor and yeah. I couldn't move for about yeah, 30 you told, minutes. Yeah, you mentioned that to me. That's yeah. it, because I overdosed, yeah. So at what point, you know, did you get mm. to when you mm -hmm. now started um, Okay, so so for those two years in Lagos, I'll be, I'll be fair enough to say that, yes, for yeah. me, it was, it was a way to cope, but then it wasn't... It wasn't something that was telling, per se, on my work. Mm. Still being okay. strong enough to wake up in the morning and head out to work. Yeah. Typically, what I, do, what I would do at, at the time was stay late at work to finish my prep mm -hmm. for the next day. Once that mm -hmm. is done, it's like a weight is off your shoulders and, you know, you feel mm -hmm. so good. All you want to do is just re relax and be taken care of. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so yes, it, it was at, at that point. It was like a reward. Exactly, it was it was like a reward I would give myself. So, but it was still somehow still manageable till you know till I left Lagos two years after I'd, I'd gone to Lagos. So it was still manageable. It wasn't something that was telling mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. I got to Abuja. Got back to Abuja. Abuja. At yeah. first, it was still fine. At first, it was still okay. fine, but then I started to notice that 
then I started to notice pressure. It's not like I didn't notice it before while I was mm -hmm. in Superintendent as well as in Lagos. I did. But then it was mm -hmm. more in my face by the time I went back to Abuja. Pressure within yourself or um, external? Again, because pressure. of the way you were behaving, people were beginning to Okay, so, first, so, so, at, so at first it was pressure from demand of, from work. My name is Kimberly and you're listening to Safe Spaces. My name is Kimberly and you're listening to Safe Spaces. It was that pressure, pressure that ordinarily back in the day would not have been for me much. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. also coupled with the fact that, like I said, I had my own emotional issues and, you know, random yeah. things going on. I was yeah. apparently becoming depressed. Um, oh. I wasn't enjoying, I wasn't enjoying work as much as I used to. The stars, oh. the stars had come out of my eyes. Uh, yeah. So yes, yeah, so slowly, 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 it went from, oh, I need to relax and be taken care of to, what the hell? It's yeah. too it's tomorrow yeah. already. <laughs> You're like, it's tomorrow already. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is a very good picture. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, talking about your drinking and how we now got to that point, would you say that um, at, that, at that point you wanted to stop or... You know, you didn't see anything wrong with it. This always, yeah, this always, you know, something I always wondered about, you know, about some what? of us that take, for some of us who, you know, take substance, you know, I, I wonder if, you know, it gets to any point where you actually wish to stop or you just feel like, um, I can't control this. Okay, so 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 that's one of the reasons we are having this conversation, and I'm willing to have this yeah. conversation openly. And, and by the way, at yeah. this point, I should probably just say, mention that the person I was hoping would be my next interviewee declined yeah. at the last minute. Said, you know what? I really can't do this. Oh. Things are going well at home with my people, and you know, I don't want to do anything to mess that up. And I totally understand. Oh. And I totally understand. But yeah, coming back to your question about did I feel? Yeah, but why would you say that? It's just an interview. How would that? Well, you know how you know how it is. Some people, you know, it, it's different strokes for mm -hmm. different folks. For different no, no, folks, no. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't know what the dynamics are in his own situation. Ah, you don't know where he's true. coming from. You know, you don't know yeah. what the full story is. So I, I respect yeah. that. I perfectly understand. If ever he wants to or she wants to, um, oh, and I'm here you know still doing the podcast i'd be more than happy because i think that mm. that's a conversation that would really add a lot to this yeah. whole thing the whole thing yeah. yeah but i was going to go back to your question about did i ever think about yeah. quitting quitting or yeah or you felt like you were still in control okay so it's it's um it's, so it's two things so first of all I I actually thought at one point that, you know, having a drink and passing out in the evening sometimes was sustaining me and that it was, it, it, you know, it was a way to cope. So at, at first I thought, you know, if this is the only one thing that I can do to make the days go by, why not? <laughs> but then after a while, of course, it becomes obvious even, even to you. First of all, it becomes mm. obvious to other people around you. Then it becomes obvious mm. to you that okay you're losing grip you're losing yeah. your grip yeah. exactly yeah. and yeah. at some point again talking about why i think it's an important conversation to have as openly as we can mm. um because back then i didn't feel like i mean i knew something was wrong i became paranoid i was hallucinating um i didn't want to be around people i was withdrawn I was in a pretty dark place. I was very depressed. I didn't think, I wasn't sure what the problem was. <laughs> I was thinking all sorts of things. I was like, ah, whether village people have found me, what did I do to village people that have been looking for me before? Of course not. I'm just saying, you know, typical thoughts that a typical Nigerian will have is, it may be, is this spiritual? Are they following me from somewhere? Um, yeah, so so at first I didn't think the problem was the alcohol. I said, okay, maybe you can control it a little, maybe have a little less. 
But no matter what I said to myself, I realized I just found myself going back oh, and doing more and more and more of all mm. the things that I know now I shouldn't have been doing. And eventually, of course, that told on my work and I had to leave. Um, mm. There was another point I was trying to make about this thing you said about going back. Exactly. Okay. So if I'm, I'm thinking now that if I had known then the things I know now from, you know, just being at the mm. center, being in rehab mm -hmm. or talking to mm. people who do this for a living, if mm. I'd known mm. the things I know now, maybe, just maybe things would have played out differently. Maybe I would still be where I was before. But the truth was nothing was, nothing made me happy anymore. You know, everything seemed like a trap now. My life that used to be in my eyes yeah. somewhat perfect yeah. now just seemed very yeah. it seemed like a cage oh. <laughs> yeah. because i wasn't yeah. i wasn't juggling things very well so um yeah so that's that's so the answer that's your you, question you lost control of at some of point you. i promised you i at lost control point. Yeah. Yeah, you lost control. I did. How you wanted things to be. You I lost control of everything be. around me. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I didn't feel in charge for anything. Mm. Oh, yeah. That was very complicated to you, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, do you think you lost control with your relationships as well? I mean, relationships with your family, relationships. What about your love life? Was there any love life? Did you care about love life? <laughs> okay, so we're getting to the tricky bit. Yeah, I, I think of all the things. I think of all the things in my life that I screwed up the most. Um, relationships would have to be number one. I'm not talking romantic relationships, even though, of course, that, that mm. would that suffered its fair share. Um, yeah. But <laughs> but start, starting with my family, you know, people mm -hmm. have lives, and you know, people usually, generally, are hoping that we grow together. Everybody does well together. You know, we when we can have conversations about challenges we're having, but you know, not not any anything with you know outside of your control. Not anything like this. Mm -hmm. Nobody. I don't think anybody is ever prepared for this. <laughs> mm -hmm. So people go from people go from trying to understand what the problem is to being fatigued, to being tired, yeah. and yeah. saying, you know what, you just need to get it together. You know, because that's the impression. The yeah. first impression they have is, see, madam, you just need to get it together. <laughs> need to get it together. Of course, there'll be moments of sympathy and empathizing. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah. they're human beings and they have their own things to deal with. And you're not helping mm -hmm. in any way anymore. It doesn't seem like you mm -hmm. are. And they're like, madam, mm -hmm. this, is, this is one extra thing I could do without, you know. So <laughs> I, I, I know, yeah, so I know I was doing that to them. Um, also, mm. well, I, I wouldn't... I'm, I tend to say I, I'm not one that I, I'm not a person of too many friends. I know a lot of people, but mm. it doesn't mean I necessarily have many friends. Um, friends. So, but even the few I had, <laughs> um, it it was a lot. You I promise you, it was just a lot for them to handle. And thinking oh about God. it now, there. The relationships mm. I had that you know in my mind somewhere in my mind I just say to if this thing ever heals or if this thing ever mm. fixes itself so be mm. it but I don't see I don't know how I can make that happen even as we speak mm. so yes of course mm. relationships suffered this is safe spaces this it's safe spaces. Mm. Which made me even more depressed, <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's the thing. And you, you know, that's a very scary place to be where, you know, people understand at first, people understand at first, and then later they're like, you know, you are like one by on one, you're by yourself. One by one, you're, yes. you're isolating yourself Honestly, by yourself. Every, every, Drug by yourself, by yourself with your own hands. <laughs> yeah, no drug addict should be in that place where you know people get tired and like. And did you really say like, nobody should be in that position, or did you really say no substance abuse should be in that position? Yeah, no substance abuse. But I no, think. but 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 you see, that's the thing. When I went at some point, I started yeah. to think about this thing 
through their mm-hmm. eyes. So I said, look, mm-hmm. if it was me or if it were me in their position, how would be how would it play out in my head or in my feelings? Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. you can only be there for a person so much um, when you have so much yeah. demand yourself. And I, yeah, I, I tell myself yeah. also maybe this is just something to help me be more self reliant. I tell myself, mm-hmm. look, nobody, nobody owes you the attention and the care that they they give you. Mm-hmm. There are people who don't have it and are probably fine. Or there are people who, yeah, you know, and are getting on with life. It's so for you, it's just a bonus. It's just something you got extra. It's a bonus, yeah. And that's what makes the difference for me, I think, in my Mm -hmm. case. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, we spoke some few uh, weeks ago, and you told me that, um, you know, it's kind of different now. Things seem to be getting better now, like you're getting yourself back you know yeah how do you say say about that now how do you how would you describe that now are you still steadily recovering or are you struggling more is it getting more difficult as the days go by without um alcohol or is it getting easier hmm. how do you say this journey is for you okay so so because in the past i've had phases of not indulging as much and then phases mm-hmm. of overindulging um yeah. you know binging for a long for for mm-hmm. a number of days or you know i wouldn't have I, w- I would go dry and not have a drink and then you know this one mm-hmm. two three days i just kill myself you know literally I, it's mm-hmm. like a war it's like i'm trying to kill myself um mm-hmm. how would i describe the last so for me it's been just over two months or just about two months what's today 22nd um, wow, that's a good one. So yeah, so for me, it's just over two months or so since I mm-hmm. started outpatient treatment, which is basically okay. just having conversations with the therapist and you know doing mm-hmm. my my meds. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this: for the oh, first okay. week or two, when mm-hmm. I spoke with when I spoke with the doctor, one of the things he said mm-hmm. is because one of the fears I had was. Am I doing so well because I have the meds? And, mm. you know, last time I saw the doctors, the heat, you know, one of them said to me and said, look, I'll be honest with you. It's not just because you're doing the meds. We've seen numbers, you know, a number of people who are doing the meds and not succeeding or not doing as well as you are. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. It, it's really you. So stop thinking it's that. Because that, that was a fear for me. I was like, okay, so how long am I going to have to do this? How long am I going to have to take meds? Um, so, but, but, but yes, I, I do feel like the difference between now, this time, and when we met in 2016 is... Okay, answer that little madame first. Yeah, I'm not saying her. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, so, so I was saying that I think the difference between now me going through the process now and me that went through the process in 2016 is in 2016 I was still being rebellious I was still in denial I was still telling myself yes. you know is that yes. thing about is that thing about feeling like your like your right to choice has been taken away from you you feel like exactly you you your natural instinct is to fight back so I, I think probably that that's one of the reasons that it was easy for me to at some point just say you know what fuck it whatever and and do whatever mm. At, but mm. but this time i actually time. requested i actually said you know what wow. i want is there is there something we can do about this because the truth is since 2016 i've been it? i've been in i'm so since, sorry yeah. yeah so sorry to cut you what, yeah. what prompted that um move which move they moved to you know to say that okay, this thing, guys, come on, let me let let me consider this. Let thing. me see if I can fix this. Yeah. If, I can, if I can fix this, yes. See, what um, it was it was in my face. I was, I just realized I was just I was hurting people. <laughs> Not like I was oh. going out of my way to hurt people, but yeah. it was almost yeah. as if anybody who came around me or who was close enough oh. to me would get their fair share, and that honestly was. For me, I was like, no, no, Christy, is this how you want to go down? Is this how we? I'm like, Christy, you. is this how we go, down? madam? Is this how we go down? <laughs> this is not you. No, I, it got to that yeah. point. I'm like, 
this is not sustainable at some point you're going to yeah. be a miserable old woman yeah. with no friends and nobody who wants to be around you you'll be the old mm-hmm. woman that that you know cooks for her birthday and nobody comes to eat your food i'm oh like nah my. hell no hell no that's mm-hmm. not going to happen mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. Okay, well, that's a good point. I guess everyone gets to that point where you know, just something, just one thing. <laughs> nah, you know. Look, it was just, just it, it was just it was just in my face. I mean, I was looking yeah. at people like when I say people I honestly, honestly, honestly care care about the most in this world. I was mm-hmm. seeing even the ones who were incredibly patient because they were so patient I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, you yeah. know those mornings we were talking about it sometime back. You know those mornings mm-hmm. when you wake up. and you're afraid to look at your phone yourself yes 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 i would wake up afraid to look at my phone i've actually let go oh. in my mind of some relationships like that because i'm like nah i i don't even know where to start with this so just yeah. just let it go a bit you know yeah so like, like you, no we can't you 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 let go because you felt like you know you can't resuscitate the relationship or the relationship is not you do you know the, do you know the feeling when you say sorry like a million times and the person okay, you, you, okay. When, you know you and you apologize like a million times and the person is still okay. there it's even worse it's even still worse there. than it's even worse Honestly. than when you when you apologize and they leave or they, they leave you alone and the person is angry yeah you know and they're angry and they leave you alone and say go <laughs> yeah yeah when, when you reach like that i just said look if this look if this one comes apart i don't think i can convince myself that this is a worthy cause anymore so no true no yeah so that was it and thankfully i've been in touch with the doctor from from 2016 so and he's very nice yeah. guy i mean very supportive very understanding mm-hmm. so yeah interestingly mm-hmm. the day i'd asked him to please come over so we could talk about it the night before mm-hmm. of course something had happened so the night before my parents had also called yeah. him and i'm like what oh. is this about so at some point i had to say to them i had to say to them look i i've decided to do this can you please can you please let me be I a part of me. this conversation as to what we're doing yeah. this time you know yeah. and, and yeah. they understood and here we are yeah i'm pr- pretty happy to put it you know in one word i'm happy nice. are these two words i'm i'm happy i'm i'm in a better place i feel and i was thinking about it the other day i feel okay. like myself oh. i feel more confident in my choices i feel more confident in the stuff i have to do i feel more confident um in the work i think is before me i i feel I feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Emmanuel. Hello, I'm Rose. I'm Victor. Hello, I'm Miriam and you're listening to Space Spaces. Safe Spaces. Hi, Siri. Hello. Sorry, Mother Dee. No. Yeah, how that you did. You sound Elena. clearer now. <laughs> okay, I sound clearer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All okay. Right, cool. So, where were we? Yeah. Uh Oh, we're talking about your recovery and how well, you feel now. But I'm also curious so, about you. I mean, for you, like I was okay. telling you the other time, for you it's kind of different. So, when you if we if we both had to share our, you know, bits and pieces of our experience mm-hmm. with rehab you know for you it's mm-hmm. easier for somebody to say okay at least you know there's there was an excuse that was but the bad as it yeah. is whether it was a good one I, or not is a different matter oh, but no. at least she seems yeah. to have a cogent excuse what no, your but, excuse you know, <laughs> at, at, at each each extremes are bad um the fact that you know i have an excuse can also be a bad thing Yeah, and Auto. the fact that in in okay for me for you now I, I I have the excuse so if I go if I go to any because I have the excuse I can mean you can, okay excuse. okay okay so yeah yeah I can <laughs> I can mean on that excuse and it is you know even get worse it's okay in public eye but it's not okay for you who is um who is going through it 
you know, yes, who is going through it. So it's okay know? because at least the public will be sympathetic, but then for you who's going yeah, through it, it's also, it can also yeah, be a negative. It's, it's, it's a big negative. And the fact that you will notice that the fact that the public is sympathetic does not make it any better, really. At the end of the day, day it's the same problem. At the end of the day, it's still the same problem. You know, you eliminate yourself. You're still feeling shitty. You feel like you're not worthy of self. You, you leave yourself, you know, you don't um, pursue you know nothing you not, that, uh, there's drive. no ginger you don't yeah exactly no drive exactly no drive no ginger i mean so at some, at at some point you wake up in the morning i don't know if it was like that for you at some point you wake up in the morning and you're like ha now well mm. another day I'm, I'm okay. in fact like I'm, I'm i'm waking up i'm like counting in my head do i have enough cash like oh <laughs> do you have enough left Yes, did I make enough possible? Did I make enough available, you know, so that I don't have to go 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 out this early morning? As I'm waking up with a cough, first, first I mean, thing I'm in the morning, that I'm waking up with that cough, but you know, oh my god, I know, I know. So I, I'm going to be a little, I'm going to be as honest. Did I say a little honest? I'm going to be honest as I yeah. can with you. So since I started mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. since I started mm-hmm. outpatient therapy. Um, and I said it's been like just over two months or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So for the first month, okay. So the first, of course, the first week was was the trickiest, and okay. you know, I we had a moment. We had to come to a moment. The one thing I try not to do is not to lie, not to lie to the doctor. So if you come around and say, yeah. uh, "Have you been a mm-hmm. good girl?" I would say, "I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I've not absolutely <laughs> been a good girl." So that we can have that conversation. <laughs> Um, and yeah. that happened. That happened okay. on one occasion, you know, okay. uh, when I first okay. started. Okay. And then I was like, "What are you doing, okay. madam? First of all, you know that we're paying for this, but <laughs> so you're paying for this thing. So better get your act oh, together. Act together. Yeah. So <laughs> honestly. So after that, you know, I, I did my best and just kept reminding myself that you know this time it would be different. And and so much so mm. good, yeah. But then of course I recently recently had a trip had two of ices, came back home and like the um, prodigal son that I felt like yeah. came back and confessed my sins yeah. and said, oh, while I was gone, oh. I had two of ices. Oh, I'm sorry about that. you told that. your parents? No, no, no. I told, my, my do- I told the, the doctors. Doctor. Yeah. So okay. I was like, okay, I'll confess. I, you know, that happened. But, you know. It's, no, we didn't have didn't have any wonderful. episodes. It wasn't anything drastic, so yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping. Mm. I'm I love I love you, Doctor. You're talking about this wonderful person. He would just encourage you. Oh, it was even it was even two that. doctors. If it wasn't even one, if. Uh-huh. So, so you said you're hoping. So far, I think they're both quite understanding and supportive. So yeah. Okay. Good. Did you ever did you ever enjoy those sessions with therapists or with with this psychiatrist or did you ever enjoy those sessions? Oh, Madame, um, what Madame, does Madame honest, want? Madame wants us to do phonics. I've been teaching her phonics. You know, oh. we go from phonics to reading. Yeah, yeah, step before reading. So. You should actually be happy that she's so eager to learn. Honestly, like, he got to learn. Yeah, <laughs> love And then she probably just also wants your attention. Exactly. She's like, who's this person stealing my money? Usually when she comes for, for you know, phonics, learning, ah, she has all my attention. You yeah. Know, so, yeah, she wants to get me. She knows how to get me. Of course. Hello, I'm Emanuela, and you're listening to Safe Spaces. Hello, I'm Lozo and you're listening to Say Spaces. Hello, I'm Victor and you're listening to Say Spaces. Hello, I'm Miriam and you're listening to Say Spaces. Say Spaces. Hello, I am Godwin Asuko. You're listening to Safe Spaces. Safe Spaces. How far? I hope. Yeah. <laughs> she feels like I've stayed too long, Chef. Yeah. Um, exactly. I'm, I'm wondering if there's anything I've forgotten. Yeah. I, I think I think for me, the thing is, I just want somebody who doesn't have to go through the hazards of going through the same process as I had to go mm. through or you had to go through. So I, I was just saying, yeah. for me, at the end of the day, I mean, safe spaces is one 
you know, it's not safe if people don't, for instance, the person who cancelled last minute, it's not safe if the yeah. person doesn't feel comfortable talking about it. Comfortable talking, yeah. So I think it, yeah. it's only, I think it's safe for people who who feel strong enough to talk about it because they feel like it's not mm -hmm. something that's going to kill them or they're going to be stuck mm -hmm. in forever mm -hmm. and are willing mm -hmm. to just talk about it and, and you know, the not party. treat it like some super mysterious thing that's going to exactly. eventually kill them. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, just like the um, way that is actually coming out now. and You, you know, said just like are, what? Just like wake that people are now coming out now to talk about, you know, Rape, how yeah. it has made them feel, what they have lost, what, yeah. you know, what it made them to become and all of that. I think it will throw a lot more light in this particular area, especially in our in our society that we really, really don't understand how it works and how it affects the individual affected and how it, it just... We never actually get to hear from the person, you know, from the horse's yeah. mouth, um, how they from feel the and, you know, because, because it's something exactly. you don't that's stigmatized. Yeah. Exactly. Because you exactly. feel ashamed. <laughs> you feel ashamed, exactly. Yeah, even you know. though even though you know no. that we're we're different category, different kettle of fish from rape people, but mm -hmm. we went, but we, it's ourselves that did ourselves. So just exactly. just saying, <laughs> just saying. But, but I, I think the message generally is: look, you don't have to be, you don't have to rot in the dump, you don't have to be stuck in the mm -hmm. mud. You can actually, mm -hmm. you can actually pull yourself up by the bootstraps and, and try exactly. to yeah but but you know exactly. one thing one thing i want to say grace if, one thing i want to say though i would be self-righteous and i would be if i didn't mm. mention this for me one of mm. the biggest things that gave me the motivation to try again and to try to just mm. do this is mm. family people you know it made some people more than others obviously but you know one or two people who consistently of course who knew the root of the problem who were there from the start and who just decided look at some point we have to deal with this so it wasn't just me saying to myself um even though that was a part of it it wasn't just me saying to myself i need to deal with this it was also them saying how long are you going to you know, at some point yeah. we won't we won't be there for you to mm, you know do this too. Yeah. Who will be there yeah. for you to be doing all of this one with? Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. and that in itself yeah. is a scary thought. So yeah, mm. that was part of it. Let me not pretend I was same, all Superman already. The same thing with me. The same thing with me. They are very very consistent. Some members of my family who were there. And who keeps telling me, this is not you, this is not you, it can be better. You can see, you know, my younger sister, for example, she'll be talking to me and she'll start crying. Yeah. You know, my dad will refuse to eat, you know, and, and, and I'm like, but I'm okay. This thing has not stopped me from doing things that I wanted to do. And they'll be looking at me like, who is this fucking, you know, and yeah, we've been there. Yeah, so... It, it was really, they were very yeah. strong motivation for me. Yeah, apart from the yeah. fact that... You know, I, yeah. we keep going, you know, you keep going to, I heard you saying, I heard you say just now, I say, you know, but the, the person mm. says to you and you say, no, but I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm okay. Mm. I, like, when yeah. you think about, if you think about it now, you're like, if you yeah. think about you when you were saying I'm okay now, you're like, what was wrong yeah. with this idiot? <laughs> yeah, I, I look. I think about. I'm like, what is wrong with you? You're, you were obviously not okay. It was clear oh, to everybody but you. Okay. Yeah, but but me. Oh my goodness. No, but to, oh be, to be fair, I think it was clear to everybody, including myself, because you always see the results. Yeah. The you know the, for for people who drink, it's always the morning after that's the thing you dread. I dread waking yeah. up. I wish the night would go on forever, so I don't have to wake up and look at my phone oh. because I'm also. Slightly oh, obsessive, no. compulsive. So, yeah. so, so this issue about your phone—you said it twice. Oh, was it? Out? Tell me the exact thing about your phone that you didn't Sorry, like. Sorry, it keeps going off, off again. What, what was it about my phone that was? Yes. Hmm. Is it that you were <laughs> Yeah. Is it that maybe the previous night you would have hung out and then you did something that you didn't know you did, and then you. So like when you wake up to your phone, there will be messages on 
about it or whoever, whoever said anything about hanging out I didn't do a lot of hanging out though, in the real sense of the word so I rarely okay. ever quote unquote hung out um, at mm. some point when I was still you know when I, when I was still at work in Abuja I had to drive so it was safer for me to drink by myself or drink at home with a friend um, mm-hmm. so hanging out was not really the issue by the way I'm not generally not always in the state of mind to want to hang around people mm-hmm. also because i can mm-hmm. be a little careless or you know forgetful or yeah it, it just didn't yeah. it just doesn't really work for me it works for me what worked for me was sitting down by myself mm-hmm. in my room mm-hmm. and just whirling out my mm-hmm. form my idea of socializing at the time very often would mm-hmm. be pick up your phone and call someone mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. pick up your phone and chat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For a person who's compulsive, you can imagine how that played out. Yeah. So oh, my brother, okay. for instance, would, would um, sometimes say to me, we've had this conversation before. So it meant I was repeating conversations. Oh, um, he wasn't yeah. the only one. You know, people say, but you, you said this to me before. Or I just got the yeah. impression, I just got the feeling, of course, you get the vibe that, oh, Christy, you must have. It, it, the, 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 yeah. the worst one is text. I mm. I can have very I can have Random. very restless fingers when I've had okay. a drink, oh. especially if I want to be in the company of a person who is nowhere near yes. me. I, I, yes, I I want to talk forever about only Jesus knows what, and I never know what about, and nobody ever dares to tell me mm. what I talk about half the time. But when I text, mm. it makes it easier for me to go back. So imagine mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning a lot of the time and you're seeing some eighty, mm-hmm. seventeen messages mm-hmm. that you sent on a good mm-hmm. on a very good like good or bad night. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So where do you start explaining from? Where do you how do you start explaining? Okay. And then you try to make sense of it yourself. And so you yes. so once or twice. Yes. Even just looking just even looking at the number of messages, um, scrolling through them. You, I, I already feel tired, so I don't even know where to start, let alone the person who was receiving these messages. So it, was, it just got really wild, wild, really wild. Yeah. Oh, God. No, I, oh, you can imagine. So you can imagine. Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh, you can't imagine. I never did it to you, Sha, so. No, no, you never. Well, we had a conversation once, and, you know, the very next day, I was like, hey, Hey, okay, I heard you, you know, and you're like, you heard me how? <laughs> I was like, we just talked yesterday, and like, I have no freaking idea what you're talking about. I, I forgot <laughs> that we had a conversation, right? Yeah, you had forgotten where we had a conversation. That happens a lot mm-hmm. as well, so. Exactly, so that was, yeah, that was the only one that actually happened. <laughs> Even thinking about it now, Steph, I tell you, I'm telling you. But while God is in control, all thank is well. Thank God. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, yeah thank God. Yeah, but I'm going to let you run off and so, uh, play with little Madame now. My she, she really yes. obviously needs your attention. So, alrighty. Have a nice Talk evening. Me. Kisses to Mama. You too. Bye. Bye bye. You are listening to Safe Spaces. Hello, I'm Emanuela. Hello, I'm Rose. Hello, I'm Victor. Hello, I'm Miriam, and you're listening to Safe.